0: You're listening to Tuka Talks, the show where fashion industry experts share real-world knowledge gained through hands-on experience. Once again, we have one of the industry icons, Miss Ilsa Metchek.
1: A delight to be here.
0: Thank you, Ilsa. Today, I want to share something that's very close to my heart. Fit. My mantra in industry has been fashion is fit. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't sell. Bottom line, I can have the most beautiful looking garment either in the website pictures or in the mall windows. I can even entice people to buy it or take it to the fitting room. But the true test is when the credit card comes out after they try it or the garment doesn't come back. How do you define fit and what is your view on developing right
1: fit? That that's not an easy question today. That would have been an easy question 20 years ago. Every brand that I grew up with, uh, for decades had a very prescribed fit. They were known for, uh, the St. John's had a fit, the Escadas had a fit, Gap had a fit. Um, I can go way back to many, many, again, legacy brands that were known for a fit and particularly in footwear. You knew the fit, of a brand and you could buy it blindly in a store without trying on. Those days are over. Because of global sourcing and because we have gone, we may have factories in Bangladesh, in China, in Sri Lanka, in Mexico, same brand. With the same data, or we call it tech pack, but it comes back into the United States with a different fit. Now, yes, if it were a way to, say, customize it, but one of the big issues that Tukatech has solved beautifully to the extent it can is that the United States is the only country that has inches. And whenever you do a tech pack or you talk to another country they translate the inches into millimeters, into meters, millimeters, whatever. The sample comes back and our pattern makers translate it back to inches. We lose little snippets for fit. So this consistency of fit that we were brought up with when everything was made in the United States is no longer consistent. To the extent that a company can tell the retailers that we are controlling the fit and whatever is in the store with my brand will fit the same so that you can keep that customer coming back because if the customer comes back and that brand in that retailer fits a different way the retailer's lost a customer and the brand has lost a Absolutely. customer so there are two issues here one
0: is to develop in the right fit And then to keep that fit consistently same, regardless of what category, I have seen too many brands have multiple categories, but the customer who somehow or the other got too many compliments of wearing one particular product decided to go back to the same brand or their retail store to look at what else is being offered if they found the same size that they were getting compliments on has a different fit mm-hmm. they just lost that mm-hmm. luster for that brand so for any brand or retailer to maintain what I call the loyalty from a customer, they have to make sure a the fit for that customer or that body is understood and two, or B, that they keep that fit consistently same regardless of what category of product that the customer is buying. Developing the fit also has to be a very uh, scientific way Because it's not the measurements. I meet with a lot of people, a lot of brands trying to identify standardized fits. It's not going to work.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Not gonna work. I go to ASTM committees where major retailers are sitting there trying to standardize what a size 12 Missy should be or size eight Junior should be and on and on and on. It's not gonna work. This is the reason why a customer who fits into guest clothing will never buy BCBG because BCBG caters to a different shape. Maybe the same age group, but this is where I think a brand or a retailer has to understand who is my customer? What is their body shapes? If I am selling general clothing which are not fit prone, that's a separate ball game, but fashion is fit. And if it doesn't fit, it doesn't sell.
1: However, fit is also idealized by knowing your customer. If your customer, if you think your customer is the demographic of the current sexy, tight, uh, bottom and short top, then why make it a boxy fit? I mean, you have to adjust what you think is fit. I see it particularly in menswear, where we never saw this in menswear before. The young men are very particular about the brand and whether or not there's a shape to the t shirt, whether or not the neck is in the right place. That whole concept of just put it on Haynes, a Haynes T-shirt and print it, is over. I, I have six grandsons and I see that they, that totally, de- athletic is a different fit than the Hollywood type, right? The workout fit is a different fit. T-shirt is not a T-shirt of anymore. Of course not. Who is your customer? In general, we go back to analyzing what the demographic is of the customer you're trying to sell. When you're selling a retailer in a metropolis, in a metropolitan area, it's different than the retailer in the farmland of Boise, Idaho, and the fit's different. The shapes are different, sizing is different, the needs of the customer is different. And for the retailer and the brand to understand that, they need to understand the customer. I'm not sure, Ram, that people don't need to do different fits and give it different names. As we used to do for large sizes, petites, whatever, we gave them names. But I'm not sure that a brand like a a Pendleton or somebody who makes a generic kind of garment that we all recognize, shouldn't have more than one fit. Because the look of the garment may be broadening, broader to more than one demographic. But if the fit's the same, they missed an opportunity. Okay, now we're talking two different things.
0: Um, Let's go back to menswear. Uh in the category of what I call difficulty in fitting a product, men's suits require the ultimate fit. Right. Now, within that suit, there are two products, one jacket and a pant. So now, how is that, and that's sold as a set, how is that body, human body, man's body, from the top to bottom proportioned will defend on different fit for example a regular where we have a six inch drop from 40 is a 34 waist but then a young man's fit will have a eight inch drop or a stout will have a four inch drop or maybe the same tummy size as the chest size or sometimes bigger which is
1: why so that is
0: why we have we have different fits available: gentlemen's fit, exactly. stout fit, young men's fit, European fit, regular fit. And I say that, and that's then the, we go further: right. regular sizes, shorts, extra shorts,
1: tall, extra talls. Now that, and that's what I'm talking about. And that yes. should happen more, not, not perhaps in that degree. However, the men's suit business is exactly suffering for that reason, that the tops don't match the bottoms in terms of fit, which is why more, pe- more men are wearing exactly what you're wearing, sport coats and pants. Even on a cruise, when it's evening, Could they don't buy match. Two different products? They're two different products. And that's wrong now. Or, or or custom fit. Or, well, that's, that's yes. something else again. Yes. But so, the same thing that I am saying, if, if a young man wants to wear a plaid Pendleton shirt, because it happens to be trendy at the moment, but the fit is that of a broad-shouldered farmer, they're missing out. Absolutely. So fit can be as variable as style, but as you say, whatever they pick has to be consistent. If they're going to do the young men's fit and the, the usual fit, that young men's fit has to be consistent, yes. They can't be all over the place. I have had at least six young tech guys, techies in the true sense of the word, who had an aha moment at school or wherever, that they were going to be able to do a tech program to standardize fit particularly for their demographic. And I had one young man from India, for example, who spent a lot of his father's money on a very elaborate website. For young men coming out of college, this is their first wardrobe, entire wardrobe, that he was gonna show them what they needed when they came out of college to be working, athletic, evening whatever and he had a standardized fit his biggest problem unfortunately was the cover the cover of this very very elaborate website was a tuxedo with cufflinks now i don't know any 19 or 20 year old coming out of college that needs a tuxedo with cufflinks okay he may have cuz he had a rich father i'm sure but the f- and i said to him because he had small, medium, and large sizes. There were no numbers. I said, who's a medium? Are you, what, what? And his concept was that if it fit him, it fit the world. Well, it doesn't, right? It really doesn't. There's another problem inherent in today's fashion phobia. Young women, more than young men, of trying to fit into things because they're trends and it doesn't suit them. How the industry deals with that is another problem.
0: You said something very interesting about techies. Fitting a garment, it is an art. Yes, it's a craft. how the the artisans, so-called the masters that we had, who could take this flat patterns, translate that behavior of the fabric and take the body, three dimensional body, and create this beautiful product that really speaks for itself because it fits beautiful, that art is almost dying.
1: Even internationally? You internationally,
0: see? nationally, because the younger Naturally, generation yes who's more creative in the how the garment is gonna look like. I've met some designers who have great skills in sketching and drawing and so on. Even my eight year old granddaughter who can do a pretty good job. But they have no idea how this garment is gonna be constructed. Even the tech designers have not been able to make sure that the opening mm-hmm. or the shoulders are gonna go through this dress. This happens too often, I see it in Asia. These tech designers have said the tech packs have gone out and everybody's looking at them, were they smoking something? How did they manage? Does the senior management understand what deterioration have we had? In my days, I'm sure in your days, The designers had to know how to make a pattern. The designers had to know how to sew a garment. The designers were good at a lot of other things,
1: which was creating new products. What happened to that art? Home sewing left us. The designers, when I started my career, I started as a designer having no experience and knowing nothing about designing. I had been a salesperson, and I took simplicity patterns and butterick patterns, home, and I cut out the blocks from them. Well, home sewing is not pattern making. I lost my first two jobs because I couldn't make a pattern. At that point... My merchandising skills gave me the ability to have a pattern maker as a designer. And that happened in the 70s. Every designer that you know from that era had a pattern maker. Again, no one does anything alone. We all had that person next to us that could translate the thought into a commercial pattern, which oftentimes was also the production pattern. That's how good they were because the pattern maker worked with a sample maker who was also a genius who said, no, the notches are not there, the notches are here. Pattern making is a craft. The government defines that. Uh, If it were an art, then we'd be able to copyright it, and we can't, so pattern making is a craft. The schools that we deal with Unless they are four-year schools or universities, focus on pattern making. And there are some creative people who come through those schools who know they're not as creative as the design students, but they will be the pattern makers. Unless a school is really devoted to the technical aspects, like L.A. Trade Tech or something like that, pattern making is second to design when in essence, it shouldn't be. It is the craft behind design. Without a good pattern maker, you can't be a good designer. Period. Period. End of the discussion. Yes. I have been so frustrated.
0: Um, I'm an engineer by profession, mechanical engineer. I was not gonna become a welder. Right. I was not gonna become a metal workshop guy or a technician. But I had to learn all these traits because A, how do you design something that if you don't even know Mm -hmm. what traits are required, how much time is required, what expertise are required to be able to design this and cost this product. Same thing is the designing. You can design it in such a way that nobody can produce it at that price or even if they produce it, nobody could sell it at that price so you have to have a commercial understanding a how long should it take to make it how you're going to fit it what the cost can be but if you don't have those skills how do you come up with that from a sketch or looking at the fabric
1: so the answer to that And this just begs the question, and we're talking about going back to the future again, a fitting, a designer, whether they fit it on themselves, or a fit model, or whoever is the prototype, that room should be filled with the production manager, the salesperson, and the boss because a designer cannot be expected to answer those questions Ag- of agree. how long it will take how much it will be therefore it's a community effort we go back to the bench if you don't have people surrounding you with the what-if questions you will make more mistakes than you will be successful there'll be more things wrong than will be right you must at the outset of product development have your team with you you've designed it okay now you see it in front of somebody and nobody's going to say put an extra ruffle or put another pocket on it's your design but the craft of apparel manufacturing is the pattern itself producing it pricing it and selling it and without that I don't care how good a designer you are, you don't have a business. Absolutely, absolutely. Agreed.
0: And it's not so a is, one. the key is, to do anything, doesn't matter which category in the fashion industry, if you don't have the actual working knowledge of the skill that goes behind, it's better to be out of that or hire
1: somebody who does yes Mm
0: -hmm. Um, it really is a skilled industry as you say it's the artisans and craft people who make the garments it's not something even the t-shirt the so-called t-shirt requires skills and art exactly to fit the right people exactly Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Tuka Talks. Visit tukatech.com slash talks to join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you next time.